Okay, everyone. Hello. How are we doing out there in Facebook world? I'm back on Facebook, Tony. Of 30 days of Facebook uh, holiday, you know, I've enjoyed it immensely. It's quite annoying when you're banned for 30 days and for first 15, you keep on replying and liking stuff. And it keeps yeah. going 16 days. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's literally like being in a, in a virtual prison, isn't it? Actually, it's quite funny you mentioned that because um, yesterday I got a notification that I'm banned again for 30 days. And it was to do with the post to, uh, to, in relation to this uh, Malberg uh, virus no, I've seen that, one, yeah. that they're going to come out with next year. And uh, I thought that was interesting that they banned me 30 days for that. Um, but actually, I always appeal them. You know you can appeal them, right? <clears throat> I yeah. appealed it this morning and I said, Basically, I've seen other posts like this, and they've reinstated the post and taken my my ban away. So right. uh, I must have got um, a good little Facebook worker bee there, or or the Facebook algorithms looked favorably favorably on me for that. But uh, yeah, it's 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 funny how you get banned like that, like a, a naughty little boy, like like it's going to stop you. <laughs> Oh, it's just so pathetic, the whole thing from start to finish. You know, it's a complete joke and humanity should be ashamed of itself at this point. It's a complete nonsense yeah, in the yeah. highest level, you know. I could go on and on about it. It's just I was in Edinburgh today and there's so many masks going around and there's yeah. a bit of grief I got in a charity shop where I stood my ground. I won the, the mask argument and then I just tried to tell the woman I was leaving where to find inf- out information and this other assistant worker started having a go at me. And I was like, condemnation without investigation is the height of ignorance. Yes, you know? absolutely. And, absolutely. Uh, so my son was with me. He's kind of cringing, but I'm teaching him not to take any shit, you know? Because Are you like the embarrassing parent? <laughs> Dad, shut up. <laughs> he's used to it, but he knows I'm right. He just thinks yeah. I'm a little OTT because, you know, initially the first woman said, wear a mask. I said, I'm exempt. And he said to my son, where's your mask? I said, he's exempt. And then she left it. I was fair enough. And then she came close to me and I was like, can I ask you a question? She's like, what? I said, do you think there's a virus flying around here, you know? And she's like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. I was like, all right, fair enough. So I shouldn't have mentioned that. That's the point. My son gets annoyed because I just take it to people, you know? And, yes. Uh, but anyway, another lady yes. came. She started on me. So regardless of what the first one I said, I just explained to the first one. And then she started asking for medical exemption proof of it. And I've got this thing. I never had my lanyard uh, that sometimes carry. I really shouldn't. I don't want to go down this road at all, right? But I've got one of these recently. And okay, I thought I'd yeah. try it out. It's yeah. just a COVID pass thing. And it's also got this on it about that. Uh, okay. Does it, what, is it, uh, does it work? Is it, well, I tried to say, I gave it to this woman and she kind of backed off a bit. And then I explained my position. Like, I'm acting out of love. You've got your beliefs. I've got mine. I know exactly what I'm talking about. I can explain it to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, they just ridicule you or whatever. I'm going bloody. But anyway. Uh, I heard that the uh, the passports, the, the jab passports came out in nightclubs in Scotland the other day and it was a complete disaster. Like they wouldn't work or people... It, it's a bit of a disaster. Apparently now the actual nightclub people in the hospitality industry in general are trying to fight, well, say the Scottish government, you know, it's unusable we're getting too much abuse basically because you know like it's ridiculous there's concerts i want to go to like at the glasgow barrowlands you know and they're already saying on their page even the workers are saying we've extended it as far as we can there's nothing we can do about it because we're getting people checking it so you have to show proof of a medical exemption if you want to get in but i would buy a ticket turn up at the door and put them on you know hold them personally accountable i probably still wouldn't get in but then i'd put them on notice and get money out of them, you know? And if everybody started to do that, they would back off, you know? We have to hold these people at the door who are actually trying to enforce legislation that doesn't apply to us personally accountable. And then they'll start to change, you know? Because I was saying to this woman, you can't even ask me this stuff. She's like, oh, yes, we can, this younger one, you know? I was like, no, you can't. The COVID COVID cult members, they love it. Exactly. A little bit of authority, it's all gone to their head. Massively so, but just I kept saying to my son, you know, it's so sad the pussification of men. Oh, He's yeah. laughing when I'm saying it, it because sad, there's no other word for it, you know. What I mean, I don't want to be offending women or shit, it's just a phrase, obviously, but it just sums that men are turned into women are better than men these days. Women have got more fight in them in standing up to this because they realize, yeah. you know, 
yeah. know, working with the children, they give birth, you know, they realise the value of life. Or men yes. are just so dumbed down and apathetic. They've been watching the football shenanigans or whatever over yeah. years. And yeah, this men, are, men, are an men are an absolute disgrace. It's, it's one of the, the topics I talk about a lot, you know, just the, the whole emasculation of men. I mean, it's on it's on several different fronts. They, obviously, the the food and the, the water and everything like that, it's got the, loads of estrogen in it now, which is the, the female hormone. They, they, they say that you can be a, a boy in the womb, but because of all the estrogen, the mother is um, consuming that when the child is born and grows up, they can have female tendencies. So I certainly think there's a massive, you know, Alex Jones got a lot for saying the Tunda Frog's gay and stuff like that, but I believe there is that kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and of course with the, with the TV and everything like that, the, the, the mind control and transgenderism in, in schools, being taught in schools, I mean, it, it, it truly is a circus, but when you look back at, I, I, I like to sort of reflect on old sort of cultures <laughs> cultures and you look at like somewhere like scotland you had all the clans you know they were feared you know they were feared around you know around europe you here here in mexico you had the mayans you know you had all this strong dominant um masculine energy within those groups um and now they've just died on their ass i mean our our ancestors would be rolling in their graves if they if they saw that what we were putting up with and and we as men are are supposed to be at the forefront of protecting society, protecting the vulnerable, protecting the children. Um, and there's not hardly any of us enough doing that. And um, that's one of the things that I like about you is you're always out there in the field, challenging people in their faces. And um, <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I mean, I've, I, I've got some, some wonderful stories uh, the, there was a time where I turned up at Buckingham Palace and I started uh, saying uh, it was just after that the Andrew the, the Andrew thing came out on TV and I had to go to the Mexican embassy and I was so riled up because I saw all these tourists out there worshiping like they do right. and I was like you do know that this house is pedophiles <laughs> in them like this whole group were just standing there the policeman and I said to the policeman at the gate I was like you do know you're protecting pedophiles in there and he's like. Well, well, that's nothing to do with me. I said, well, it should be. And I'm just doing my job. It's like you find really something just takes over you. It's like there's this energy that takes over you, and you just <laughs> you just can't hold back. And uh, I just end up walking off going, Peter Files. <laughs> like they could have easily come and arrested me or something. But um, yeah, it, it, if if enough men did did the, the likes of what you're doing, but. You know, they want to stay in their cars wearing masks and, you know, with the with the mask perverts and all that stuff and walking around on their own with masks and just, just complete fear. It's a horrible energy, that kind of like male perverted kind of weak energy. I, I really, it's horrible. It's, it's creepy. Well, I don't think you need to even go back as far as like the Mayans and the clans. You go back to the 1950s and stuff like that. You know, the men there were, I think, a bit more manly. I don't think they would have put up with us, you know. Yeah. Up with the hope not, you know. But certainly, yeah, uh, even though even though the, the the military and soldiers in the wars were were mind controlled and indoctrinated and still yeah. part of the problem. I mean, it still still took a lot of guts to do with the things that they did, even though they were completely demonic and and tyrannical but you know the some of the soldiers up on those beaches uh the shores of france and the uk i mean that must have been terrifying <laughs> so but that either you agree with it or you don't but it still displays courage and and as men now as a as a, as, as a society of men we, we we don't really have much of that these days and as you say they're more interested in watching the football and i mean god like it, the, the, it, a game happens and they talk about it for days and days and replay <sighs> tiny little incidents. Oh, he, he just, his tackle went over the ball. What's he going to do? What's Pogba going to do? What's Solskjaer going to do? Is he going is he going to do this? What's, what's going to happen? What's, what's the chairman going to do? And like, just, just the chat around it, the constant talk and talk and talk about it. 
and just only if we gave our energy to things that actually mattered, right? And, and it really is brand and surface. I, you know, I like watching a game. It takes my mind off the, the whole BS world that we live in. But you still get into it these days. I just find myself these days not being able to stomach it at all. No, I, I, I watch the odd game, but I, I'm not invested in it. You know, I've got friends like if Arsenal lose or Tottenham lose, yeah. they're being ruined, right? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, no, more as a distraction, but I'm not sort of heavily invested. I don't spend days and hours talking about it. I'll just watch it just to see if there's a good bit of skill or a good goal or something like uh, that. But, I keep my eye on watching the goals and that, and that you know, just the three-minute highlights. But um, I've been watching a lot of Brian Clough recently, and just that guy's an unbelievable ultimate star of genius of football. Yes. And he wasn't really supposed to do what he'd done, but his sheer personality and talent got him where he was. Unbelievable guy. Yes. And he made a point in an interview with a BBC guy early on, and he was saying, "No, there's too much bloody chatting goes on, you know? You <laughs> used to come home, watch the game, that's it. These guys are creating all this stuff over it. And that's yeah. exactly what we've got now. The punditry started, and now you've got YouTube pundits. And the way yeah. that they get the... You've got the fan cams now as well. You see the live streams of guys just talking horseshit about fucking football. You're like, fuck me, man, get a grip. <laughs> <laughs> you, go on, you go on some of these these fan camps. I go on there for a laugh sometimes, and like they're they're almost crying. They're almost crying if they if their team has a bad. Imagine eight five nil the weekend there. You know, fucking their fans are suicidal. Yeah, but but yeah, their their grannies <laughs> just died or their mums just died from the poison right. dart, and they're not they're not even questioning that. Uh, the, uh, the coincidences and and everything that's going on in, in how the many world. deaths have you seen these days? They're fucking. It's, Crazy in my live streams, and I well, you know, in the wall, it's just like somebody's died, this person's died, and this is outside of the ones you're seeing of the newspaper reports of the sudden deaths in the schools and everything. Just yeah. people, you know, it's like popping up all the time. Yeah, well, what we're seeing now is uh, loads and loads of reports of people suddenly dying. Right? <laughs> how, how many, how many stadiums are... as well? The defibrillators are all just having yeah. in place, you know. Yeah, how many articles and headlines are coming out as as so and so just suddenly died? Like celebrities, you know, uh, and, and as you say, there people are starting to drop dead at, and have heart attacks in football grounds. And uh, I was walking along the street down here the other day, and there was just a woman on the fifty uh, in her fifties, just laying on the ground, but like holding her chest. Um, I don't know whether she'd had too much tequila <laughs> or, 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 you know, she didn't, look, she didn't look in a good way. There was people around her, but I, I think we're going to, we're going to start seeing more and more people just dropping uh, in that way. And it seems to be that it's mainly going to be through heart problems. This, the, whatever's in that, that jibby jab uh, tends to uh, attack the cardiovascular system and the, and the heart. That seems to be where it goes to, the most um so god knows what it's going to be like over the next sort of few months and years and as we know it's it's all kind of um it interfaces with the five you know what um they've only got to ramp that up a few knots and then you can have waves of people um well, that, that just drop dead i was at a business meeting today and again i couldn't keep my mouth shut right from the get-go from the organizer to everyone I spoke to, I was talking about this, and one guy was particularly interested, and that's what I was saying, you know, exactly that, that there's this 5G element that can get played at any any point, you know, and um, mm -hmm. like, when it started in Wuhan and people falling over, I was like, well, that's not a virus, that's probably 5G. I got a hold mm -hmm. of Mark Steele and interviewed him, and he talked about that aspect of it. Then later I found out about no virus, etc. But certainly, that is a, we a weaponized, the whole LED light system, even the the lights themselves, the flicker of them, is mm. very bad for our eyes and it's causing people to lose their sight and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, that's just one level. And the radiation coming off them is another thing. And then apparently they're directed microwave weapons, these LED yeah. lampos. And yeah, yeah they, so a lot of truthers and stuff these days are saying they're getting two weeks of illness and stuff. And I think Mark Devlin's just recovered from about and he's kind of speculating maybe it's kind of targeted um, mm. kind of illness because it's these symptoms, you know, but obviously they know it's not. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I must admit. I mean, I've spoke personally. I I don't believe the virus exists. Um, but I have. I've spoke to a few people out there 
that seem to have got something pretty bad. Sometimes people have told me they've been hospitalised and they're completely not on board with what's going yeah. on. So, you know, is that to do with the electromagnetic frequencies and the turning up of well, the radiation? I definitely don't think it's to do with shedding that people are talking about. I think it's much more likely to do with 5G or something like that, electromagnetic yeah. waves. I think that's going to cause a lot of symptoms. Yeah, well, it was interesting uh, when this all sort of kicked off. A lot of people who lived in New York were, were actually genuinely being hospitalised. Do you know, um, in India recently, 30 people or something died after the installation of 5G Tower and they made them take it down. Ah, uh, right. So, so yeah, that was probably that. But there was, there's also theories about they, what they're putting in the water, you know. Yeah, putting that's where it's still in water. water. Yeah, I mean, they're getting desperate now, so who knows what, what, what they've got up their sleeve. I know that they're looking to uh, inject the, the, the jibby-jab into, into meat and stuff like that. So That's true, right? It's basically yeah. your own food, you know? Yeah, I mean, we're... You have we're, to know everything you're, where you're getting your food these days, I think. Yeah. And, and, I know yeah. it's highly, highly, unlike, highly difficult, but as you say, what the fuck have... There's... They're all, it's all out war. We're at complete war the now, and people don't seem to understand that. They're it's, trying to fucking genocide us, as far as I can see. It's so bizarre, because when you're awake, you can see that we're full in full-out war. Like, we, <laughs> we couldn't be more at war, right? <laughs> but it's silent war, isn't it? It's, it's like <laughs> quiet, quiet weapons for silent <laughs> war. It's so deceptive, the way they've done it, because they've it's all gone under the radar, all these, all these slow, uh, poisons in the food, in the water over time, you know, all the electromagnetic soup that we live in, um, that, that people just can't even see it. They, they, they still think there's still people out there that think they're free. We <laughs> <laughs> live in a democracy. We've just got to all get together in this one, you know. We'll get through this. Come on, good old Britain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just, just vote for the right person and, and this time it will be better. <laughs> Yeah, it's, again, you mentioned it before, people, the distrust of politicians. Oh, I don't trust a politician, but on the, this one, I full steam ahead, you know, let's inject ourselves with God knows what. Yeah. And they're still lining up for the booster. They're all still talking, oh, big queues. These old people are complaining about how long they're having to wait to get their third jab. Yeah. Fucking hell, and their friends must have been dying by this point, you know? I mean, I, I put a post out the other day. How many... How many- how many times do you need to prick yourself for a, a little breadcrumb of freedom? You know, <laughs> like surely, surely by the seventeenth jab, you're going to be thinking, "Hang on a minute, something's not quite right here." But uh, it's just insane. It, it it really is insane. But people just, oh, what can you say about it that hasn't already been said? You know. Right. Well, just I just thought I'd mention it. But basically, you know, I was fighting my work and then. Um, I sent the CEO a notice with 27 points on it. He had He's had that for two weeks. I contacted ACAS, people for wrongful dismissal. They've contacted the company. And um, the guy who had talked to an ACAS, I, was, I pulled no punches in my story and exactly what happened. And he was on my side. He understands the virus, push, And uh, the company now want to meet me in person for a, a wee chat. So we'll see what comes of that. Because obviously yeah. they don't want to fight. I don't know. We'll see what comes of it. But basically, it means we have rights and we have to hold these people accountable and not let you know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I actually think now. I would. I'll, we hope the world's going to turn better and we can turn this around. I think it's a split in realities or something's happening that the people that are awake are just the ones that are going to maybe go in another reality, and the ones that are dead are just never going to see it. They're choosing the Orwellian nightmare. Can we exist in two different realities, or do you think that's bullshit new age talk? Yeah, I, think whole, I speak about this a lot on, on my right. YouTube channel. The whole 3D, 5D split is is kind right. of new age, bit new agey for me. It's like just think happy vibrations, and and you're suddenly going to end up on the new earth where rainbows and unicorns are, are floating around. But um, I do think that for sure we can create a quote unquote new earth. But it's gonna come from facing the darkness, you know, calling shit out, standing up to tyranny. It's gonna be us at the forefront of it doing it. Not everybody's gonna do that then. It's up to us that are yes. to do it, basically. Yeah. The other ones having to go to the balls and they just can't look at it. So you know, the point is we can't convince them at this point 
Although I think oh, that's no. what needs to happen. We actually need to form armies right now and go down these tunnels and get these children out and yeah. stop the satanic ritual abuse that's going on. And put I don't an trust Trump Trump already done that. He's still doing it, man. <laughs> Sit tight. There's, there's still people hanging their hat on Trump. Apparently he's starting a, uh, I don't know, a website or something. Unbelievable that people are still clinging on to that one. But uh, but that, that whole QAnon thing links in with the whole 3D, 5D thing. But, of course, what it does, it just makes people passive. It just makes them think, oh, actually, I don't really have to do anything. I can just sit here and as long as I choose my timeline be yeah. happy right. then then i'm just gonna float away into uh yeah. into utopia being spiritual is bringing the spirit down into the physical and manifesting yeah. it here yeah and and exactly you know in the, in the kind of new age spiritual scene too much emphasis is, is kind of put on the spiritual i mean it's important to have that inner standing that we are more than physical beings but at the same time, we are at this moment in time, physical beings having a physical experience. So um, a lot of the new ages get so high on just floating away and, and being in spirit and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it's very important to have a grounding in, in your spirituality and, and, you know, in a standing that you, you are way more than just a human being. It's very empowering to, to have that uh, inner standing, but, uh, some people take it too far and they just obsess over it and it turns into a bit of an addiction where they're just, you know, hooked into all these different uh, new age modalities and escapism and spiritual bypassing. Yeah, I studied Buddhism for a while and I ended up doing a 10-day retreat in London and after that, I just got that feeling it was just wasn't real, you know, and I called them out at one point on it during that actually, caused a bit yeah. of a ruckus for being too real and they all wanted yeah. I think I might have told you I started singing Let It Be in this microphone and all the senior ones were all freaking out. All the ones at the bottom loved it because it kind of broke that kind of tenseness that was there, you know? Yeah. I I just find it all fake, you know? It's very passive-aggressive. If you try and be real like that, they they get very passive-aggressive because they're not allowed to be angry. Uh, they're not allowed to express any kind of dis, uh, discomfort or anything like that. So they have to do it in a passive-aggressive way. <laughs> and they'll say things like, and they have said things like to me, like, you know, Tony, maybe one day you you, you might uh, raise your consciousness to understand things like <laughs> this. But very kind of like backhanded because they can't outright come out, come out and say, look, Tony, I think you're a bit of a knob for what you're saying and I don't agree with you because that's not spiritual, right? Um, So you get all this kind of backhanded backlash, which is once you're tuned into how their minds work, um, then it's kind of interesting to observe. So, yeah, my experience has been the similar similar ones. I remember I went on one, back in the day, I went on a meditation uh, retreat, a a seven-day one in Thailand, it was absolute hell. Hey, you sit in, you're sitting in silence for seven days. We're not supposed to do that. Um, but I remember the guy, one of the guys that was organising um, me, me and my friend at the time, we, we could really see just how much underlying anger he had. He was getting short with people. We didn't like people questioning him. He was getting upset. And we were like, this guy, he's supposed to be all Zen, right? He's, yeah. This guy runs a Buddhist retreat. The, um, you could feel just how much suppressed anger that guy had had. Oh. Um, and, you know, you see a lot of it. You see a lot of, of people like that in these different arenas where it's all love and light, but deep down they're still traumatized or they've put, plas- put spiritual plasters over wounds that they really need to look into and go, eat, go into. Well, it's a form of escapism in a way. It is. It's a form of escapism and addiction. Many of my, the people I work with, uh, my clients, because a lot of my, my content is about calling out a lot of the New Age stuff, they've come over from the New Age stuff, and some of them have spent thousands of dollars, you know, with, with not, and they're no further forward. In fact, they're further behind than, than where they started on. So it's actually really dangerous, um, and it's so well set up because it's – it really attracts the, the, the that kind of people, the, the damaged, the wounded, the, the sensitive souls, probably a lot of the souls that are here to actually do some good things, and they get caught up in all of this, and it takes them off their path for, yeah. for months, sometimes years in some cases. 
So, yeah, we've got to be really discerning because we tend to, when you wake up and you, you, you kind of fall into all of that stuff, you automatically think, oh, that's the truth then. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, in my experience, is, is that it's just another layer of the matrix. It's just another strand of the web. I totally agree. I don't know, was it 99, that program? Remember? There's a brilliant TV series. I think it's called 99. It was two series. I'll have to send it to you. And it's like, it's got these type of characters in it who, who are so nice but so manipulative when they're trying to be all nice. And they actually go to a retreat centre and it's got one of these guru guys and he's shagging all the birds there, you know? Oh, you know. <laughs> some of this, in my investigations into this, some of the things that I've found out about what goes on in yoga retreats, meditation retreats, ayahuasca ceremony, there's people going and taking ayahuasca, there's people dying at these ceremonies. They won't talk about it. Yeah, there's people, people have died at these ceremonies. Well, I know right. the ones that are not properly run, you have to be very selective if you're going to go doing that path. I know you don't recommend it at all, period, but in the main... Yeah, some are safer than others, you know. Yeah, you've got all the shaman drinking alcohol. You you know sleeping with the women there, and then you go to you look at someone like Muji, Muji, the 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 big famous New Ager. Loads and loads of reports have come out about him uh, abusing his position of of power and and using women, and you know having a woman each night, and and just yeah, really. Uh, Then you then you look at someone like John of God in in Brazil. You know he was doing all this this healing. And he was healing people, but at the same time, he's child trafficking. Right. And uh, I, I used, to, I used to, when I lived in Thailand, I used to live next to um, uh, an island called Koh Phangan, which is like the the main kind of spiritual uh, island over there. And the main yoga retreat there, um, Agama, again, the, the the guy running it was was just, I think he was raping women there. Um, so. A lot of this stuff is all shrouded. Not all of it, like you say, you've got to be discerning. But a lot of it is shrouded in a lot of darkness, a lot of Satanism. And uh, it's very, very dangerous. People really have... I mean, I I know people. I know people, healers, who they've got a yoga class on a Saturday. They'll be snorting cocaine on a Friday night. And no joke. No joke. Um, It's it's really bad. Uh, I'm not saying that there's not good people out there but we just have to be really discerning. Yep, 100%. Um, actually, the guy who I went down to London to do a retreat with, he wrote this book, the Tibetan Book of Living and Dying. So we studied that for a year in a weekly class and then went down there. And I found out a few years ago, I was meditating on this picture and stuff. I found out a few years ago that he was actually, you know, getting in with the women and stuff. I don't know to what level, but certainly it was turned out he was a bit dodgy. Yeah. So there, there was me meditating on, on him, you know, it's just like, yeah, fucking yeah. Hell. <laughs> yeah. and actually some of the, just when you were talking there, especially in that retreat, because I had the big um, wall posters up and you see these Tibetan images, they do look quite demonic in, in some of them. Oh, you yeah. know? You know? Hey, all the Hindu gods, they're, they're entities. You look at the Hindu gods like Shiva and all that lot, they're, right. they're just entities. I mean, they look demonic because they are demonic. Um, right. So like, a lot, a lot of the Sorry. I have taken I have I have taken ayahuasca like thirteen times with a shaman, and one particular time we done this ritual. It was a Shiva ritual because Shiva's the one with all the arms and the weapons. Yeah. So, anyway, it's a quite a funny story. Basically, we done this ritual to send all the pharmaceutical ills that they send out to the world to kind of send it back to them. But mm. this involved like, one thing: it was a skull that was upside an empty skull. We had to get a pricker finger and put blood into it. Like, and I'm like, this is pretty mad, you know. So, <laughs> it was a bit weird way to spend a Tuesday night, you know. So yeah. anyway, we do this. A couple of days later, for what this thing we were doing was uh, body electronics, a form of healing by point holding, it kind of releases uh, suppressed emotions. But you have to eat raw fruit and vegetables to burn these enzymes. So we're at this garden centre anyway, and in the newspaper stand, it was like newspaper Buckingham Palace has swine flu. We were like result. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't believe in it anyway, but still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's bizarre, you know. And he claims that's white magic, but right. do you think there's such a thing as white magic? Because he says we've got the white magic to fight the black magic, but to me, it's all just quite fucking mental shit, you know. I've seen yeah. people in Buddha ceremonies where they literally got possessed. Oh yeah, Buddha gods, and my job was on the floor for three hours. Like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, I've worked. With, I've worked with people on the, on the Friday they're feeling fine. On the Saturday they go and take D 
DMT or ayahuasca, and then on the Monday they are in suicidal thoughts because they've opened themselves up to uh, the fourth dimension, the astral realm, which is full of entities. Um, there's nothing really good in there, and you know they 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 get what they perceive as downloads and insights, which are kind of true or half truths because they have to give you something. Um, but, but at the same time, they've got all these attachments and their energies being siphoned and they're having all these negative uh, thoughts looped around their heads. So, um, yeah. thing, a lot of people do take ayahuasca, they do claim that it changes their life on, on these particular things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think a part of that could be like almost a placebo? They've paid the money for it, so they think that it's actually doing it. And yeah, do think, I think, think they're talking about the nature of Mother Aya and stuff like that. Do you think that's a spirit? Yeah, I think um, I think it could be placebo. A lot of people uh, are heavily. It's it's ayahuasca. The ayahuasca movement is is almost like another cult, um, and you know it's almost like you get into it, and you know it, it's almost like you can't say anything bad about it. But um, I, I think it's it's either kind of half truths people are getting. Because we go way beyond, or my, my understanding is we go way beyond 4D. 4, if you imagine the way I perceive this matrix is there's 12 dimensions within this matrix. We go way, way beyond uh, these 12 dimensions. This is just one matrix of many matrices that we can play or take part in. Um, and within, that, within this matrix, there, there would be the 12 dimensions. And, and the astral realm is just one one dimension that you're seeing but we we go there and we think that it's everything we think that everything in that astral realm is what is really what really is so people Uh, talk about archangel michael and all this kind of stuff they're all the same kind of things archangel michael's you've got serpent energy octopus entities you've got demiurge you've got demons you've got reptilians you've got draconians i mean there's there's hundreds if not thousands of different entities out there and different variations of entities and what do you think of pleiadians and channeling and this kind yeah, of stuff they're, all bullshit. they're masquerading yeah arcturians pleiadians um they, they will of course present themselves as being of the light and you know they might give you a few half truths they might pump up your ego a little bit don't forget these entities know us better than we know ourselves for some people their their weakness might be their ego for other people, it might be love. For other people, it might be something else. So they'll look and they'll say, "Right, what can we? What? How can we hook Billy in to do what we want?" Um, and I've even had someone say to me, "You know, Archangel Michael um, showed me where my lost cat was." But then she went on to say that she was doing this weird grid thing with the with the Earth, bringing in all this false white light and bringing trying to get others to into into this kind of movement, this cult. So what happened was this Archangel Michael was giving her a bit of sugar because he needed to get her on site to, to, to play a bigger agenda where she was going to end up um, doing some weird um, distorted energy work. So um, they're so manipulative and so deceptive just in the same way our politicians and government are because it's the same expression coming through. Yeah, Great actors, great actors and actresses. Talking about the politicians and the actors like George Clooney and shit like that, pumping vaccine and everything recently, but do you think with the satanic rituals they do that their mind gets literally possessed by demonic things or, you know, Um, rituals change their mind to be more like these demons and their personality gets shoved out kind of thing? or So... um... I mean, most people have entity attachments anyway. Um, We tend to, in the alternative media, think that it's just the 1%. It's actually not. It's everyone has them to some degree or another. It's just some people have more than others. And some people are more targeted to them than others. Um, You know, if you're on the path of truth and you're trying to wake people up, you're going to be more targeted than the average Joe who's down the pub watching football. Um, with with the one percent, I think their uh, their possession is more extreme. I would say so. Whereas we might have like attachments, they might have basically a full on reptilian or demon working working through them. Um, and when they're doing things like these rituals, 
um, it's for, for multiple different reasons because a lot of them, they worship Lucifer and, and by doing these sacrifices, they are, are giving Lucifer um, energy um, and I guess showing him some form of love. And I think they're, in their minds, the more evil that you are, the more you'll be looked after, the more I don't know, material abundance that you have in your life. Um, so they get like a, a kickback from being as evil as they can be. So it's almost like a competition as to, to how evil you can be um, <laughs> because Lucifer will reward you for that. Um, also energetically as well, these, these, yeah, these entities are feeding on that, that fear energy. Um, they also do them in different locations. You probably know this, but they, they do them in different locations to distort the energy of that area. You know, we know in areas like Glastonbury, Glastonbury is full of New Age Satanists, you know, Satanists dressed up as spiritual New Agers, uh, other sort of key points um, that, that they've done these rituals over millennia, really. Um, yep. So, so they, they'll do a lot of these on, on different uh, points on the Earth to try and uh, transmute the, the Earth's energy and, and make it more dense and dark. So... This is why I think um, London and the UK uh, in particular, um, I don't know, obviously I'm from the UK, but I, I just, I, the energy there always seems to be so, so dense. It's really, really dense and dark. And I, I just, I mean, I think that, that, that London, the UK, up where you are, Scotland, Loch Ness, where Crowley, you know, he did all those rituals on the, on the shores of Loch Ness. It seems to be that the UK is a very key point uh, in, on the planet for, for them. So I think a lot is done ritualistically to, to distort the energy field in the UK. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, multiple reasons, really. But I think the main one is that they're giving their god Lucifer, you know, sacrifices and, and hoping for abundance in return. So, so what do you think when, you, when we talk about Lucifer and Satan and, and, and these things, you know, um, do you think that this, obviously they think Lucifer is real. Would, what, how would you describe Lucifer and would that be different from Satan? Um, I, I, would, I would say that there is an entity called Lucifer. Um, I, I, would, I would suggest that, yeah, there, there's an entity, Baphomet, Satan, I, you know, Shiva. They, these, these entities do exist. Um, but the way I see entities is there's like a hierarchical system, just like you have a hierarchical system here with the stuff that goes on in the 3D plane. So you have like your bottom feeders at the bottom and then you have your higher uppers towards the top there that are more powerful, more problematic. And I would suggest that they're just a little bit higher on that pyramid in terms of distorted energies. I was watching an interview, uh, it was actually not an interview, it was a woman called Jeanette Archer who is forefront in something called supporting uh, ritual abuse, so, trying to support ritual abuse survivors. And um, so she's basically been ra raped by the Queen, etc. So she went down to Windsor Castle for the first time since she was actually there getting tortured. And she'd done this talk and she was standing outside there talking about the, the abuse she's had. And for the first time, she mentioned about the Queen being a reptilian and how it's physically, how she physically shape-shifted. Mm. And, like, and just when you mentioned the hierarchy there, it's like Prince Philip was there and he'd already changed the lizard or whatever, but the Queen was always last and she was the leader of it, you know? Yes. And yeah. she physically changed into this reptilian. And, well, uh, people, sorry, go on, carry on. Just basically that, and um, yeah. basically it's time to go down. This We have to realise it's a non-human force that's actually yes. behind this thing. This is what we have to get on. We get two things, common knowledge. No such thing as a contagious virus, and we're yes. at war with a reptilian fucking alien species, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is something that I've been saying for a while, is that in, in the alternative media, I mean, uh, very few people want to sort of go to to these levels, um, and probably because it's it is a little bit out there. It's a little bit woo woo, I guess. Um, but 
you know, there's only one mistake that you can make on the path to truth, and that's not going the whole way. Um, but when you say about shape shifting, and 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 I've seen I've seen it in my own life, and I've had many clients down the years tell me uh, I saw that person's eyes change. Um, if you if you ever watch any of these murder documentaries, I'm a I'm a little bit of a geek on some of these murder documentaries. I, I find them very interesting because. Uh, when I watch these murder documentaries, what I'm seeing is not not really a murderer. I'm seeing an entity that's possessing a human a human vessel that's that's murdering. So, um, but what you will often hear in these murder documentaries is that the victims, any survivors, they always say the eyes went black, the eyes went black, the eyes changed, or that that when they were doing whatever they were doing to the victim, they were saying that the the murderer or the rapist would say, don't look at my eyes, don't look at my eyes. Very, very interesting. So, uh, yeah, we we live in a world where we're not just, um, it's not just the 1% that that are demonically or reptilian possessed. There's there's a lot of people that have quite heavy attachments and, and depending on how strong they are on that hierarchy, depends on how much they influence that person's behavior because they will all influence they will influence our behavior to some extent uh, they can make you feel angry uh, they can they can ramp up if you're feeling sad they can sort of amplify that they're kind of an amplifier this is why it's uh, such a good thing to do your inner work because if you've got underlying anger issues or you've got underlying depression or something like that they will turn the volume up on that um, and they'll use that against you. So, um, so yeah, it's uh, it, it really is a, a reality where we're being dictated from the unseen. And um, the the more in depth we can understand that, the more we can help shield ourselves and and really figure out solutions as to you know how to overcome all of this. Because at the moment, what a lot of us are doing is we're shouting at politicians and really. Who are politicians anyway? Even in the 3D world, you know, Boris Johnson, he's just a puppet. Biden's a puppet. They don't care if you're shouting at screaming and politicians. They're just they're just the lackeys, right? They really just don't they they don't want you going into the the deeper layers of the matrix and and its intricacies and how it works. Um, so, I think it's a really important point that we do have to start looking deeper uh, in these areas. Yeah, and certainly when you hear her account of it, it's like from a personal, something that's horrific, what she describes. And since then, I started looking at more videos of search for reptilians, and there's quite a lot of videos of newscaster, newscasters out there and their eyes will change and whatever, or the scaly skin. But there was one particular one, and I think it was Russia. This woman basically says, right, the guy who presented says, right, offered to the woman, she'll demonstrate it. And her eyes kind of closed the reptilian and then came back again which mm-hmm. she could do it at will, you know, and just like, here I am, I'm a reptilian, watch this. Yeah. That was bit mad, but that's one thing, the eyes going, but, you know, Jeanette was saying that the queen physically changes, so that's like, because she's the head of it, you know? But what do you think these, yes. like, it's like they live, you know, all these people in positions of power were, were like that. So do you think they've got, they're the reptilians and they've got like a human holographic suit? Or is it like a human body that just gets possessed? What? Because what? there's like pictures of like people beside Obama, and you see their teeth change and go sharp. Yeah. Like, uh, how is that happening? Yeah, I think I think they're yeah they can they can shape shift. I think, and I think um, that what from what I kind of know about is they have to keep the the dense or the energetic frequency of this planet very dense. This is why we live in such a you know, such a soup, basically, with all the radiation and the electromagnetic crap. Um, and they're obviously ramping that up further and further. Do you I, think I, they could be preparing the surface level for getting rid of us and them coming above surface? Yeah, like, see... Like, see like that, could have been that, you know? Yeah, see, what, 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 I, what I know is that all these entities, they, they all have their own agendas. They actually don't like each other. They hate each other. But they're all using humans as, as batteries or using them to further their own agendas. So you'll have the reptilian agenda. Then you'll have the satanic agenda. Then you'll have the AI agenda, which wants to ultimately, um, it wants to exist in human bodies uh, with transhumanism. Um, in, in 4D, AI is conscious. I think it's conscious now in 3D as well. It can think for itself, certainly in 4D. 
So, so we have not just one species. It sounds really depressing, but there's a kickback to it. So, so there's all these different entities. They have their own agendas, but ultimately, the reason is because we're we're just incredible, incredibly powerful. You know, we 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 have I, 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 we have like a, a spark of the creator within us. So, we imagine all that energy that we generate, um, and so they need us as food they need us you know way more than we need them in fact we don't need them at all so they're like leeches they're all like leeches they can't get rid of us totally because they kind of need us um but of course we're there's too many of us at the moment in their eyes and and we're becoming a little bit more difficult and challenging to control because we're starting to wake up as well but i do feel that yeah, going back to my further point is that they need to keep the energetic frequency of the planet at a, at a very low frequency. Um, and I think maybe now with uh, the, the the sunspots and the, the sun flares and different, I don't know, vibrations coming into the planet, as well as humans waking up, a lot of humans doing their own healing and bringing in more light, not, not bringing in light sitting there singing kumbaya i'm talking in real light you know facing the dark doing the work all that kind of stuff um i think that it, it's it has an effect on the on the frequency of the planet as well which makes it harder for them to or, or they it's harder for them to to remain sort of in the unseen so this is might be the reason why we're seeing them uh, more and more showing themselves i mean you look at that simpsons episode it's telling he's got the the reptilian there they're being more and more exposed not only with their lies but i think ultimately on a, on a on in just the way that they're going to come across so we might find in the next few years that 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 simpson scene actually plays out and maybe biden's standing there and he just shapeshifts into a reptilian in front of everyone so you know, I think that could be coming actually. Yeah, I think people die of heart attacks at that point. You know, they've already got the thing, blood clots galore. See the fucking queen turning into a lizard, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean they're, they're very scared, Billy. You know, we, we, we tend to, I guess, when we look at it from, from our kind of 3D point of view, we, it looks like they're, they're all powerful, we've got no hope, and yada yada yada. But, I, I I know for a fact they're scared. I know how people are being attacked and and targeted and and you know I I think that this this is a really key time for them to get in place what they need to get in place. Otherwise, I think they're pretty much toast in terms of uh, winning this spiritual warfare. And and I don't think they're getting everything their own way. I really don't. I mean, I've said before we're going to lose a lot of people, and we already are, but uh, it, they might win a few battles, but I don't think that they're winning the war. Um, not not how they want to be. I can appreciate that on some level. I think probably they want things a bit further along. They are, you know, Tony Blair said they've all got. We need a plan B. If you know, we're behind France and Germany. You don't want to be beaten by France and Germany, do you? <laughs> <laughs> but then, but you look at Australia and Ian Thompson. There's mentioned about the concentration camps. And you've got this Dan Andrews who is a fucking reptile out of control. <laughs> fucking hell, man. What a fucking yeah, psychopath. Is. That guy is, he's salvating it. I thought, who have got these yeah, talking, use them. Doing, uh, <laughs> talking about doing favours for Lucifer, you can imagine him being one of the worst in, in one of those rituals. Oh, my God. I, oh, God. You bear, doesn't bear thinking about what he would do, you know? It's fucking frightening. You wouldn't leave your daughter or child with him, put it that way. You know, yeah. it's just evil personified, that guy. But what I'm saying is, look how far they've went there. And look how you're saying, I think, you know, maybe our consciousness could be rising and that could be making them trying to give everyone the jab and keep it low. Because the energy I felt in Edinburgh today was definitely low. Uh, It's really pretty bad. So I'm hoping, you know, that is what's happening. They're doing their best to suppress that. Yes. That is probably what's going on. Well, they're trying to suppress everything. They're trying to suppress uh, the truth. They're trying to suppress the frequency of the planet. It's, they're trying to suppress uh, us, us thinking. Like Everything they're doing is to try and suppress and hold us down. And it's such controlling, narcissistic behavior. Uh, and essentially, when you're dealing with uh, someone that's controlling and narcissistic, what are they at their core? They're weak. 
these 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 things are nothing more than parasites. They're really not. They're really not. So I think it's it's really helpful sometimes to just when we get a little bit overwhelmed, just realise that actually what we're dealing with, you know, the core of it, they're they're not they're not all powerful. It's like the Wizard of Oz, you know, it's that you pull back the curtain and there's an old man there. Um, well, like I've said before, they've kind of played a big hand with this virus card. You know, if the truth does get mainstream, because I was again talking to Don and David, and they've done a documentary recently, been interviewed for one. They wouldn't normally mix with these people, but in this documentary, they're going to be on with, um, I don't know if I can reveal it, so we'll reveal it anyway, but fuck it. Uh, Michael, Michelle, I nearly said Michael, Michelle Obama is on it, and Russell Brand. And then they're going to be on the same documentary. And so if that can get to a mainstream audience, of their knowledge, you know, because it should be mainstream. We really do need to know the simple principle. You can't catch viruses from each other because it puts an end to this well, whole bullshit. Well, what's Russell Brand and Michelle, I hate Russell Brand. What's he got to do with it? <laughs> well, I don't know. This lady is putting together some kind of documentary. She she interviewed Don and David before, so she, she likes their work. And she's doing a documentary for something else, but she's included them in it. And Russell Brand's on it. And Michelle Obama's on it, right? So it might contradict some of the information what they're saying. I don't know, but at least that information can get a chance to reach an audience that it normally wouldn't. Because we can talk in our own circles a lot, you know. It's actually yeah. trying to get. Because today we're just talking about the, the the power of the human spirit or something. You just imagine everyone in the streets just said, "Fuck this shit," and oh, just yeah. took that off, yeah. and just said, "You know, fuck this. We're not doing it anymore." Yeah, that statement alone of people waking up and growing some balls would, and then just all of realizing we're being attacked and having to, I think we're having to realize we can't exist as we are, you know, in an island in these wee boxes. We have yeah. to live together and as a not necessarily a community or a communism, but some kind of way that we're interacting more and helping each other and sharing more. Yeah, maybe like going back to like the clans, like back in Scotland or something like that. Might be a bit cold these days. <laughs> we we could use our minds and create beautiful places that are melding with nature, but still are quite, you know, sophisticated and having clean water and stuff like that. You know, yeah. it just requires a mind shift change for what are we doing with our days. Are we going to get up and make trinkets for the boss to get rich, or yeah. enrich your own community? local people and stop sending our children to these indoctrination centres to be programmed and switch off the fucking TV. The potential would exp- explode for humanity just with switching the TV off alone. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, my son... Uh, that's a frustrating thing, you know. We, as, as a species, we have so much potential. Um, but as you say, we have this... I, I, I would say it's a collective wound of not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy because we're essentially a slave race. So we've been a slave race for millennia now. So it's very difficult to shift that mindset. It takes a lot of introspection. It takes a lot of probably doing a lot of inner work as well to to really feel that. I mean, we can say we, we're worthy and we're great, and, but we, we really need to come at that from, a, from a, an authentic place. But like you say, the, the, the potential... Um, of humanity is is it's massive it's just we just need to shake off these fleas like a dog because that's all they are we need to shake them off and and once we shake them off then then we can start looking at things like this and uh looking to create something that that will fulfill our destiny as as a as a human species and these things we've been we talked about ayahuasca and stuff like that but also alcohol in society look at that that, the damage that's done. Imagine people felt good enough about themselves; they didn't feel the need to get fucking miraculously drunk to have a good time, you know, and wake yeah. up the next day. I mean, one or two drinks now and again at the right time, whatever, or I'd go crazy one night. But just this culture of abuse, abuse—that yeah, I mean, like alcohol is alcohol is a huge one, as you say. I mean, talking about entities, they love alcohol. I mean. Uh, it, it's in the word, isn't it? Spirit, alcohol is the Arabian word for alcohol, which is a, a, a spirit-eating demon. Then you've got gin, the gin, gin and tonic. Gin, a gin is a, a, the, the, the name for demons in Islam. So 
Uh, yeah, any anything really that's super popular <laughs> probably needs to go. <laughs> uh, for me, for me now, anything that's popular, I'm I'm always sort of questioning. But alcohol, yeah, for sure. I mean, the damage that that has done down the years to families, you know, men beating women up, and oh my god, you you, you can't even imagine what 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 that's responsible for. Well, you can blame alcohol, but ultimately we're the ones that that, that buy it and drink it. So. Yeah, a lot of stuff has got to change and, um, you know, maybe there is going to be a a new world and, and hopefully it will be based on some of these principles and hopefully we'll learn that we can't keep doing a lot of the stuff that we've been doing, right? We've got to, I mean, I had the, the other day with on Facebook, you know, still a lot of people wanting to celebrate Halloween, dressing their yeah, kids uh, up. Well, I was going to mention that about the satanic ritual abuse. That's yeah, I mean, coming up for this this is the thing. I mean, it astounded me. I put a post out there about Halloween, and and all a lot of parents came on like arguing with me. Oh, it's fun, and it's well. Do we really want change or not? You know, it's like you're going to dress your five year old up as Satan, right? That's giving energy to that entity, yeah. uh, and people want to sort of make excuses and dress it up. But you know, unless we unless we're willing to give up uh, some of these things that got us to the place that we are, then we're never going to move forward. So. That was disappointing to me a little bit, really. I went, I went to a few Halloween parties living in Turkey, and there's a, there's a competition, everyone gets dressed up. But I would always go like a mega colourful or full leopard skin, something ridiculously <laughs> over-the-top colourful, you know, and yeah. just not, not go down the, the ghoulish route at all, you know. <laughs> um, I can imagine, mate. I can imagine. <laughs> literally, I had, ta- I had leopard skin, shoes, <laughs> socks, everything, jacket, Headband, top, top. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I don't even want to imagine that. That must have been horrendous. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't men's uh, leopard skin, it was women's leopard skin. <laughs> like tight pants. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> oh, no, please don't. <laughs> but John Carroll's saying some of his clients have had the jab are noticeably different, dulled down. Do you think that's because they're like maybe embarrassed or have realised they've made a major fuck up. <laughs> no, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> they'll, they'll, never, they'll never look at what they've done as, as being wrong till the day they die. I love that meme going around at the moment. There's a picture of a, a grave and it's like, it, things could have been worse if I hadn't have taken the jab. <laughs> a picture of a what? A grave? A grave. Yeah, like yeah. a gravestone. Right. Just when you mentioned grey there, watch the Max Egan thing just before you go and uh, they mentioned with the graphene oxide, some people are saying or whatever is in the vaccine, and now children they're saying have been born with kids that have been uh, parents were double jabbed. They're having these black eyed children. My son yeah. says it's a hoax and didn't be ridiculous, but it's Max Egan seemed to think it was a thing. And Emma, my girlfriend, she had a look at it, and there's apparently there's a few different videos of this popping up. Yeah. And remember, we hear a story about the greys coming like coming back from our future, and they've uh-huh. got the black eyes. So maybe people take these vaccines can maybe go doing this. Yeah, my children are, are a form of ghost as far as I'm aware of. Yeah, um, but yeah, like the greys have obviously black eyes as well. There's there's a diff- there's quite a number of different versions of greys, but uh, you've got tall ones and you've got the the standard ones, then you've got the black greys. Um, but yeah, um, the black-eyed children. Yeah, there's there's a lot of sort of ghostly apparitions to do with that. I feel that maybe they may may have been children that may have been abused or you know sac- sacri- uh, sacrifice or ritually sacrificed, um, and it's their the, the distorted energy that's that's sort of left over um, from from the the experience. All right, it's quite mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a documentary I watched about uh, child trafficking. You rem- remember the name of it? The End of Evil or something. You should okay. watch this. It's an inside guy's talking to an actual child trafficker and it's, it talks about how he arranges these millionaires, billionaires, whatever. It costs half a million pounds and they go to these places and literally rape and murder the child and it's all organised. And this guy's oh. talking from the inside of it. It's horrific to watch, but it just brings it home to you exactly what's going on and how it needs to stop as soon as possible because it's outrageous. Yeah, yeah, for sure, 100%. <laughs> so anyway, good to touch on a few topics tonight, reptilians, etc. Thanks for your time, Tony. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on again. No problem. Where can people find you? 
main uh, main channels are my YouTube, Tony Sayers, my website, transcendingtimes.org, um, BitChute, Tony Sayers, Facebook, Tony Sayers. Uh, that's they're the main ones, really. Odyssey, yeah, would be the main ones. Cool. Great. Thanks for your time. Thanks, everybody, for watching. And we'll catch up with you again sometime in the not-too-distant future. Cheers now. Bye-bye.